0: Welcome to another edition of Banter and Babble. I am the Dude79, and joining me always, my esteemed colleague, wearing a hat for the first time for some reason, Mr. Fanboy Tone. Mr.
1: Fanboy Tone, how are you doing this evening, sir? I'm doing well, thank you. How are you?
0: I'm I'm feeling great. I'm feeling great. You are? I'm just going to... Make you feel uncomfortable about wearing a hat. He wasn't sure if he should wear a hat. He was like, should I wear a hat tonight? And I wouldn't like, to wear the hat. I wouldn't. You look like a goofball. But, you know, hey, do you. Whatever makes you feel good. Whatever makes you feel confident. I'm not here to destroy it. I'm just saying you look like a goofball with a hat on. <sighs> yes, I am all. <laughs> Don't hunting after this. Yes, he is. He's going hunting.
1: No. <laughs> it says Camp Crystal Lake. There's blood on it. It was a. Really nice summer trip though.
0: Jeez, oh, Camp Crystal Lakes. Now, before we get in, now you bring up Camp Crystal Lake. We have to talk about this.
1: Do, do you want to talk about We're it? I'm talking right
0: about now? that right now because I figure that's the best segue. That's okay. That's improvised, the best improvised segue. Improvised segue. Oh why look at I this. am what I am.
1: George Lucas over here. Sweet. Look at what Tone got
0: in the mail today. Oh, turn around so they can actually see what the hell it is.
1: Jesus. Look at that.
0: Uh oh, Friday the thirteenth. The Blu-ray collection. That's a big,
1: beefy set that just came out today. And this includes Friday
0: the 13th, Friday the 13th Part 2, Friday the 13th Part 3, 3D. 3D. Friday the 13th, Final Chapter, Friday the 13th Part 5, A New Beginning, Friday the 13th Part 6, Jason Lives, Friday the 13th Part 7, The New Blood, which is actually pretty good. I like The New Blood. Friday the 13th Part (laughs) 8, Jason Takes Manhattan. You can tell that budget was cheap because they were in New York for five minutes of that movie. Oh, yeah. That was it. Spent they were on the, the boat entire the time. time on the boat <laughs> yeah, yeah, in yeah. New York for five minutes. Jason goes to hell. The final Friday. Jason X, highly underrated. That's kind of got a cult following behind that I, one. I'm a fan of Jason X. Jason X is good. It's yeah. it's goofy. I only it's, got it's this one. Absurd for compared to the other ones, but yeah. No. Uh, Freddy versus Jason,
1: also very very underrated. Huge. Very fan of that.
0: underrated. Uh, Friday the Thirteenth the remake, which you can do without. You might as well use that as a coaster. Yeah. Um, and then Friday the Thirteenth collection, bonus
1: material, and a little booklet. And this was for the low low price of about 120, I don't remember. You're a loser. But I think if you count it out, there's actually 13 discs here. And
0: I wonder if they planned that tone. Do you think they did?
1: I've got a feeling they sure did. I'm betting I'm starting
0: did. to think so. I'm thinking you're right. I'm yes, thinking you're yes.
1: right. lots of Friday the 13th, lots of Jason. It is my favorite of the slasher films. And it's not even close to who's number two, and I wouldn't even think what's number two, probably Hellraiser. I love your wrong opinions. That's so great. I'm glad you I'm glad you're
2: have... <laughs> <them. laughs> my stupid mask. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. Right. I'm going to. I'm going to, Prime. He's banned. King Cuddles and Dudes uh, 2021. That's what yeah. we're that's still a thing. <laughs> still a thing. Uh, but,
1: Tone, Yeah. how you doing? What are we drinking tonight, buddy? Uh tonight we are drinking. We got a little bit of a mix, but we're starting out with uh um the pumpkin pie milkshake now this is an ipa out of roke uh brewery here in royal oak michigan they make a lot of sours i love a lot of their beers the devil dog we've had actually on here i think the fresh toast devil dog we've had on here um it's not as hopsy as a lot of ipas it's actually um not as pumpkin as i expected it to be too but it's it's pretty smooth for an IPA. It's, yeah it's very smooth i i taste a lot
0: of pumpkin maybe your covid's back maybe you just can't taste it it just tastes it's like sparkling water <laughs>
1: <laughs> this tastes like And then the second one we got, is this is actually a new one, I believe, or yeah. at least new to the area, Grand River Brewery. That's a 313 Polish lager. One of the smoothest lagers I've had in a while. I, I think lagers can kind of go either way. This is a great lager. I would totally drink a shit ton of these while eating some Kogel Viennas on the oh, ground. Doesn't that sound Vienna's good? Hell yeah, dude. Family had that for dinner tonight. And I was leaving. Viennas are the
0: only way to go. You get anything less, you're jerk. I mean, you can get the order are the Kogel Franks. I mean, they're...
1: I mean, they're the Frankfurters. They're all right, okay. but it's not, it doesn't have the Gotta snack.
0: Got to have that Vienna for that crunch, yep. baby. Got to have that crunch. Yep. Anything over 5% and dude gets tanked on the show. That He is absolutely. That's actually a good point. He's absolutely correct. No COVID taste jokes, asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Josh is still struggling with no Poor taste. Poor Josh. Josh, yeah, Josh has we made know. so many awesome meals that he talks about, and he, you know, he goes into descriptions, and I'm just like, man, that sounds really good, but do I, tell him, do, do I have to tell him how it tastes? Even he though he's can't. the one making it, and it. he doesn't back. this can't, is what he it can't tastes taste like. It. Yeah,
1: he can't taste. That sucks. No, it does but no. Suck. I'm
0: going to make fun of you, Josh, because you're my boy, and I love you. But no, these are really good drinks. We got a lot of good stuff tonight. They're, they are over five percent, so I, chances are I will be pretty shit faced by the uh, by the end of the evening. Yeah. Supreme Step knows She's, <laughs> oh, she comes in with the second best uh, seltzer. Uh, she knows Truly's is where it's at. White Claws are playful. They're good.
1: He says playful, but Truly's are truly the best. Oh my god! Are they are they sponsoring the Cut show tonight? Cut this
0: fucking video, clip it, send it to Truly's. We win. Give me that money, baby. Let's go. Actually, uh, I'll drink Truly's. I'll wear money. a fucking Truly shirt, but not over the Jake something shirt. That's just very nice, by the way. You got one now too. I got myself a very Jake nice. something shirt. Man. Appreciate that, Love Jake something. Make sure you guys check him out. He is amazing. The beast, dude's a truck. Some of his highlights, man. The way he just lays people out, you're just like, I would not, uh, would not pick a fight with this guy. No, I'd, no. I'd stand behind him if I got into a fight, big dude.
1: Yeah, I push him forward, beat
0: him up. Yep. We don't have Trulys, so you're wrong. Oh well, wherever you are is she's not in, as cool as Saginaw. I didn't think I would ever say that.
1: <laughs> I don't think I. I don't think I would ever that say now.
0: it. But Saginaw is cooler than wherever you're at. She's in Canada. So I pity you. I'm sorry.
1: What's wrong with fucking
0: Canada? Bearded old dudes probably not the target demo for Trulys. <laughs> that's
1: probably why they want us to promo that's them out. why whole, they need us. Yeah, they need us. That's a whole
0: demographic we can reach out to. Right. It's, it's smart marketing, you guys. There I really mean, is. for reals. For cereal. Uh, but no, yeah, this is good stuff. We're drinking, uh, we're drinking good tonight. Um, so should we get into the, should we get, should we get into the, the announcements? A couple of announcements we want to talk well, about? Well, first, I want to talk about what I'm playing, dude. You, oh, you, oh, I know you do. I know you do. Let's talk a little bit about Stardew Valley. Eh. Just oh. joking. He is playing. We are all playing Star Wars Squadron. This is the game you are very much looking forward to. We jumped into it on launch night at midnight, and we hopped into it again <laughs> on Friday for a little bit.
1: Yeah, we had a blast. Got
0: acclimated to the flight controls. I did a little bit of VR, but I'll let you go first because I know you were really excited for this game.
1: Uh, honestly, like, I haven't touched it since the last update. I haven't had time. It's been a long week, and you know that as well, too. After my flu shot, I was knocked out for a day or two. But Durasin um, out here plays squadrons nonstop because he's completely sick, and he's very good at it, but he cheats, I'm pretty sure. He does. The the, the sticks, I my problem with them is they felt very... Um, I felt like they were really touchy and, um, unlike myself, I felt like they overcompensated a lot. So it, it's really, really the flight, flight sometimes was getting really it's even funnier when you don't laugh at it. Um, I don't know. It was a sweet right joke. Now. I wouldn't have laughed at it though. Anyways, you did good. Though. Uh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> if I saw you, but uh yeah it's fun it's great it's 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 deep lore it's it's a deep cut it's what a lot of us had been wanting for years for them to remake for star wars which is to get us into some actual space battles and we finally did and it's so far so good i honestly haven't gotten back to it and i'll explain for that after we get your thoughts of squadrons because i i beat a game and then picked up another game and i'm I've got it bad, hooked bad.
0: You basically it's a, it's the destiny syndrome. You know, you play a game, and then you go right back to your babies, and you're just playing those, and you don't go back. and play so many games single really players play? Man. It's difficult. No, um, I really liked when I played the squadrons. It took a little time to get acclimated to the controls, the flight stick. I, somebody I've never, you know, invested any time into a flight stick, but right. once I seen that this was going to support flight sticks, I was like, you know, dude, I got to try this out. So I fired up Ace Combat prior to the launch of Squadrons. Got in there, hooked up my my stick, used it, got acclimated to it, and um. Was, I felt pretty confident going into it, but uh, as we streamed that night, um, for the first half of the stream, I actually did pretty good. I felt good, but then towards the end of the night, I was getting upset because the controls, there's a lot to get used to. This is yeah. this, there. There are some sim elements to this game. Yes, it's a Star Wars game, and it's meant to be accessible for everybody, and it is. I feel like anybody can jump into this thing, but when it comes down to managing your ship and keeping control of the power of the engines and the weapons. There's weapon a lot of micromanaging shield. going on. There's a lot of micromanaging in there that will force you to become a better player if you can get your get get you know get a grasp of it. Obviously, you can leave the controls, the power thing at level so it's balanced everywhere and you don't have to worry about it, and that's what makes right. it fun for people who just want to jump in and play and have fun and not worry too much about the sim elements. But once you start managing the different energies, whether it's the shield, the weapons, or, or the boost – that's where a lot of tactical stuff and and strategy comes into play of how you're going to engage other enemies there's a lot of things that you you have, a lot of decisions you have to make on the fly and that's where i was struggling towards the end of the night just you know do i one thing i was reading about a lot of people find a lot easier is that when you're engaged in combat it, get a couple shots in if the person you're pursuing is very evasive right look for the next available target work as a team not worrying about getting your one kill you know somebody else will hit that person if you're chasing them around enough that's where you got to coordinate with your other your squadron members and and stuff like that so there's a lot i have to learn with that game still but in terms of like its gameplay it is thrilling as fuck Mm -hmm. when you're when you're in there it's it's super thrilling and then doing it in vr
1: was just an incredible experience i'm not gonna lie i struggled with controls um what happened no, I was just gonna say he's he's bringing up a point that I just wanted to bring it real quick, and I want you to get back in the VR because team synergy, like who's got what, is actually think like Overwatch. Yeah, who's got what they and what want? They, they they actually say them. your synergy and what 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 you're picking as a five person squad is actually uh, a bigger piece in that than they actually talk about. Oh, really? See, and that, and
0: that and that's dope. I kind of like that. I like when games have that type of depth to it, where again it's accessible for everybody. Anyone can hop in there and pick their ship that they want to play. And do their thing But if you get in there with a squad Where everyone's working together mm-hmm. the, 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 Everyone's picking ships for certain situations You can get rolled over There was a couple matches We got fucking housed Oh, was big like, time like, Wow, okay There's am like, <laughs> cool Yeah, there's a lot of talent out there But um, it's uh, What's up, Cuddles? What's what going up, Cuddles? on, buddy? But um, no, overall, though I mean, in, in terms of immersiveness Playing in VR Oh god! With the stick at the same time, I mean it is really, really cool. I mean, you're, the being able to sit in the cockpit and you're and you're literally looking around as you're you're doing a barrel roll. You're looking this way to see where the enemy was or whoever you're chasing. It's it's really, really,
1: really, really and good. That's where like for like when I played Eve online, and I use that only because that's my basis for comparison for these VR right. games and flight and stick and, and like even Ace Combat to some degree. Ace Combat is very awesome. It's very like they've been making those games for 30 years. So their controls don't change. It's pretty precise. It is what it is. And they're done really well. They're not overly sensitive. They're they're pretty much perfect. Now you don't have to micromanage as much as you do in squadrons, but like neither Eve and the VR does give you a level of um what's the word I'm looking at? Uh advantage. Because, oh, yeah, absolutely. because the thing about Eve, like you're saying, like you're doing barrels, you're looking around. When you're trying to follow somebody, you're doing speed. It's like when you're in a car and you're trying to like gauge how somebody's stopping or how fast and slow they're going. Right, you almost kind of like imagine that you're, you're you're really trying to match that speed, how far the car is getting to you. It's the same way in, in, when you've got the VR, especially when you're playing these games, because you have managed to look around and see okay they're kind of over here so you almost forget about your over on the stick mm-hmm. because you're looking to where you're going to go and that's where i think part of my problem mm-hmm. has been with squadron so far
0: right yeah there's definitely
1: a learning curve to this game if you want to get really good at. Yeah. It. if you want to
0: just hop in and play the single player and and do just the basic stuff it's accessible and you can have fun doing so but there's so much thrill to it when you're when you actually get those controls on and you're, you're bobbing and weaving through just space trash or ships or, or, or asteroids or whatever. I mean, it is really, really thrilling when you're able to do all the things you really want to do. There is a learning curve, but it's a lot of fun. I'm really, really in- enjoying what I've played so far. Um, I haven't even touched the campaign since that. Every time I hop on for a minute or two, I just go right into multiplayer and try to get good. But yeah. also, use, use that free mode the, the mode where you can hop on. Practice, and Practice and stuff. mode? Yeah, that that's is the best huge. thing you can do for yourself. Practice mode is mm-hmm. super beneficial you can tailor it you can have certain types of enemies drop in you can uh you can change your ships on the fly get a feel Mm -hmm. for everything and the controls uh there is a lot of accessibility there changing out the controls and mapping different buttons oh yeah i mean you can do so much in the menus with the controls it's really dope like there was a couple things i wanted to change with the flight stick uh some of the dead zone or some of the the sensitivities And, and and you can change so much shit in the in the accessibility options and it's that's really awesome because when I went to Ace Combat, there wasn't a whole lot of accessibility in terms of changing your controls around. Whereas in Star Wars squadrons, I mean everything really changed. Everything. It's and really I think nice. that's
1: a testament again to like ace combat's pretty straightforward. It's a realistic flight stick setup and you don't have to change a whole lot. Right. Um, maybe you flip a couple of buttons if you're able to, but like, yeah, there's a lot going on uh with uh, like you said, management of your shields, uh your 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 cannons and your engines themselves so what's right. going on
0: yeah I, I dig it and uh and and dress i heard the campaign was very lackluster as well i, I read a couple of people on social media saying the campaign wasn't all that spectacular but I,
1: they're definitely not banking on the campaign for no no time, no. this is know. all
0: about multiplayer and i guess you know one. Of the, and obviously i haven't played it enough to hit that wall but there are some concerns with the amount of content right now and i mean that's a concern for a lot of these games but Um, you know, you you gotta have that content. If you're going to be a, if your big focus is going to be on multiplayer, you gotta have content. And, you know, I don't know, like I said, we haven't played it enough to kind of hit that wall yet, but that's definitely a a concern I have as well. Because when you go in there, there isn't a whole lot. There's just a couple dogfights and then there's that one mission, the, the bigger mission where you're moving objectives and stuff. So, um, they're not, they're not expanding.
1: Oh, you mean the campaign? No, they're not. They're not adding any more content to it after they've already come out and said that. What you mean like maps? Yeah, it sounds like they're not supporting anything of the PvP or anything. Which doesn't make any sense. That game's gonna be dead by December. Right. It'll just be a few guys like us that once in a while wanna be hey, let's play some, you, know, oh. you know. That's kind of it's it's kind of a bummer. Because they're so worried about microtransactions, I feel like too, but you know, I it, it's great. It's fun. It, it's kind of like how, except Predator is a living, breathing game. But like, we might not play that for a few weeks. We'll jump back on it. And it's like we're playing it all over again. Yeah, and again. see when we
0: jump back into it, there's new content waiting. There's for always us. new
1: content too. Yeah,
0: that's nuts. I didn't know that. Too. Well, I mean, yeah, forty dollar game. That's it's Star Wars. It's a forty dollar game, but you're selling a lot of copies of Star Wars. I, I don't. I mean, for certain budget titles like something like Sniper Elite, when that's forty bucks, you know, I don't expect a lot of content. But Sniper Elite got a bunch of shit a bunch of they had a bunch of expansions um but no this it's star wars i, I don't th- i think when it's star wars you you can't look at the $40 price chart price tag and be like oh we don't have to support this no it's star wars no nah, you should that's really it's, disappointing it's it's that's weird. a weird decision but uh you know for what it is it's fun and i'm sure it's probably one of those games that'll be quickly in the the EA vault or uh, the EA Play program, so where you can play for free if you have EA.
1: Yeah, you'll be playing on Game Pass in the next two months. Probably. I mean, that's... that's uh um, our title. That's unfortunately,
0: it is, I mean, it is cheap. It is cheap, but at the same time, it's Star Wars. I, I just don't feel like, in that regard, in that, correlating with Star Wars, I don't think it's as simple as just it's a, only a budget but title. But then Battlefront
1: 2 didn't grow for a while, too, and then the community kept wanting it, and they saw value in it, and they did, you know, so... Who knows down the road what that looks it's like? It's EA. If EA hears enough, and they're like, "Hey, this is we're gonna pay for that's shit." Bottom line, there we go. But after that, I end up finally beating Ghost of Tsushima. Yes, you did. Finally, finally, finally. Wow, it's an amazing game. If, if we haven't talked about it enough, it will be an amazing game. It's. I can't wait. Once this gen is done, I think I'm gonna do like a top five or a top ten, like my favorite games of this generation mm-hmm. specifically. Um, it's hella good, and that's definitely probably in the top five, if not top three. Um, but. So I beat that, and then I finally went back to Final Fantasy VII Remake, and that's where I'm at right now, everybody. I am legitimately hooked on this game so bad. It reminds me of being hooked when I was hooked on the game 25-some years ago on the PlayStation, staying up all night doing these quests or grinding levels and stuff like that. I know it's an older game now because it's springtime, but if you're a fan of the series at all originally and been apprehensive of it, everything they've done with it, sound look. It, the game is phenomenal, and it's exactly what I needed to come out of games like I played a lot of like Creed. I played, you know, uh, Last of Us and Sushima, so I got these crazy like either stealthy actiony kind of games. They're all kind of they they all have a little bit of like parallels. Right. This is a, a more of an RPG, and holy shit, I just it's perfect timing for it, and I'm completely sunk into it. So I got to have it done by Cyberpunk, and then everything else ends except for my multiplayer games. But um, man. Doing good. You're knocking out that backlog. I'm trying to knock out that backlog. It's not. I'm going to come real short on it, but I'm getting some of the big ones out of the way that matter.
0: I, too, am making some moves. Uh, I started uh, Gears 5, started you, the campaign. You, you've
1: been making some serious moves. For you, is that big. I've made
0: a, I've, I've, big. I, I'm trying to change up my approach to gaming for next gen, because obviously this past gen, when I was doing short pause, I was really trying to... Do a lot, cover a lot of games to talk about on the podcast. Mm-hmm. So I was constantly buying games, that I was finishing a lot of them, and it was just kind of like, this isn't how I remember used to doing gaming. Right. So what I've done is I've gone ahead and I, I've dialed it back. I focused on The Last of Us 2. I beat that. I focused on The Ghost of Tsushima. I beat that. Now I'm working on Gears 5. I'm on Act 3. I'm going to continue that tomorrow night. I didn't go Monday night because I was trying to plan some stuff, work on some stuff. I'll be back live tomorrow night with uh, Ghost of Tsushima, or not Ghost of Tsushima, Gears 5 play that tomorrow night as well, get into that, uh, try to finish that. But then on the side, I had a side chick. And I had the main game.
1: Yeah, no one knew. Yeah. This is a big secret, and a, you just you shared it with everybody, and I was like,
0: why didn't I know this? Yeah, yeah. It, it's, and, uh, and to be honest with you, it's a game that I probably could have streamed and it would have been really entertaining. Yeah, I bet so. I, don't, I never played Mafia back in 2002. I never played Mafia. I always knew about it. I knew a lot of people enjoyed it, they, and they said familiar. it was really good. It was a good story, blah, 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 blah. But then the, the the definitive edition, definitive edition, has just come out recently. I think two or three weeks ago, and now this one is not a remake in the regard same sense that like Mafia Two is. You know they have the definitive edition of that, but it's not. This is built fucking
1: brand new. Yeah, it's a gorgeous, game. like a brand
0: new game. And guys, I'm telling you, if you get a chance, it'll take ten hours to beat. But holy fuck, that campaign is great. Yeah, so everybody says it is an absolutely. It awesome campaign and i mean they redid from my understanding they redid the performances they brought in all new voice actors and this is one of these games you guys where you're locked in through every cutscene. the writing is so good the performances are so good and it's a 10-hour game i mean i would have I, i should have streamed that because it was really engaging stuff like it was a really 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 good story so if any of you have not checked out mafia the definitive edition Check this out. It is in terms of like video game stories, it compares to something like Goodfellas. It's a pao ping, it's a yeah, pao ping. You know, it's 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 an amazing game. It's really really good. Now, some of the gameplay elements, as much as they've made the world look beautiful and stuff like that, it's still obviously based on an older game, so they haven't really updated the the gameplay much. But in terms of everything else, the presentation the, of the, the they brought it, they created a whole new score. For the music, wow. amazing, amazing soundtrack, really good. But I mean, it is a super engaging title, and if you're a streamer, I highly recommend streaming it because it is a really good story. It's something where I was like constantly hooked, and I found myself I was like, shit, man, it's like two o'clock in the morning, I need to go to bed you're because you want to see what's going on. It's right? twenty chapters. Uh, obviously, it takes a bit longer if you go for like hundred uh, percent, but it takes ten hours to get through the campaign, and it is fucking good. It is really, really good. So if you guys and girls get a chance, I know there's a lot of systems coming up. There's a lot of games coming out. If you can find a way to get Mafia in there, I think the whole collection itself is like 60 bucks. Yeah, yeah. It's like or 60. you can buy it individually for like $39.99. Two is a good game, too. Something like that. I heard two is really good. I'm, yeah. actually, I'm actually interested in playing two mm-hmm. now. Two is awesome. Uh, but one was absolutely incredible. That was a fantastic game. I really, really, really enjoyed uh, Mafia. That was a lot of fun to play through. So now my next side quest game is going to be, I think I'm going to do Crash. Crash Bandicoot 4. Um, I've seen some of the videos. I love platformers. It looks challenging. It looks awesome. So that might be the next one I'll do as a side quest, but I can't stream like five nights a week to do all that. So Gears is still the focus. I'm having right. a lot of fun with Gears. The story, the thing that's interesting about Gears 5, and I promise I won't drags it because it's a game that's been out for a while, but having played Gears 1, the remaster, and I haven't played 2, 3, 4, or Judgment. Wild. Which I heard is crazy. I heard 2 is especially good. But um, then uh, you know, I played f- four and I was like, "Holy shit, this story is like way more, is way more in depth than one yeah. was." Like they did really good with the story in four, and now five, it's like elaborating on that, and it's just like fucking wild. Like the the gears five has been really really good so far, like a really good story, and some of the boss battles have been pretty intense. I know you saw the one, yeah, with the the beast or whatever it was in the water yeah, and freezing that up. Dope. That shit was really really, Hill's really like, good. Hills like shoot the water. <laughs> right jay Hill was like yeah shoot the one i was like no and i was like did it? i was like oh yeah he's right that's why mm-hmm. jay hill's there that's why jay hill's the
1: man that's why he's but the uh,
0: gears guy. 5 has been a lot of fun i'm really enjoying that hopefully finish that up and then i don't know man we're we're, we're literally like less than a month away from one of these consoles the first
1: one the <gasps> the so yes um, you are right you are right i know
0: prime i know man at, at some point i would love to get back and play play the other gears games it's just it's just a matter of finding the time to do
1: it uh, I would love to play two, three, and four. Two, and- two has one of the most emotional scenes I've uh, dealt with in the last, well, that generation, at least very much so for. Um, really? Oh, Jesus. Yeah, that was a, there's a couple of scenes in that one. One specifically, it was. Good stuff. Powerful. Oh, compelling. yeah. Oh, yeah. If you didn't, if you didn't tear up a little bit, you're a jerk. Oh
0: shit. Well, Prime says it rips yeah. your heart out. And if oh, yeah. it hits Prime, Prime's a soulless bastard. So if it hit him, you know it's It's uh, true.
1: Yeah, that's it's true. That's deep, man. And the good news is in Gears five, the greatest character in all Gears is still alive. And that is Coltrane. <laughs>
0: Coltrane. Coltrane, Coltrane. <laughs> the best
1: character in Gears. Yeah? It's, it's, a, fact. it's uh, a fact. I dig it. It's it's been really cool so far. Good, all right.
0: Good. We talked about the games we want to talk about. Now we talk about the announcements.
1: Now we'll talk about the announcements. That's getting caught up and everything. Um it's been a great show. You guys have a good night. I'll talk to you later. Deuces we're out. No, uh, a
0: couple things we want to bring up bring to you guys' attention, things that we want to announce. First of all, first and foremost, next this like had next week's show, had our show been next week it probably would have fallen on the day. It probably would have been. But this marks our 1 year anniversary of Banter and Babel. We've been doing this for a year. Pretty wild. We've been doing it for a year and first of all, every one of you in the chat, thank you so much for always being here being a part of the conversation, making us laugh, throwing out your perspective and your insight. You guys and girls are the reasons that we continue to do this because we love being
1: here. So honestly, thank you yeah, so really much. It's been it. a year, dude. Yeah. A year. A long, I mean, I, when you think about like, I think about how the, the, the like conception of the show, I sat down with you at Buffalo Wild Wings in 2018, December, mid September or December, when I was my busiest time and we met up and you're like, oh, I don't know. I got things. You had your other thing going on. And you weren't sure. And you're like, well, let's see how the summer looks. Right. And you know, here we are and we, we did it and um, <laughs> we're still doing it and we're having a good time. And everybody here has been very supportive of us. A lot of you been here since early and been here the entire time. Some of you came in and have been here ever since and not stopped. Yep. You know, um there's a lot of folks that reach out to me and say, "Hey, sorry I can't make it live. Let me check you on Spotify. I'll check you on Spotify or YouTube and follow." Yep. So there's a lot of good things that everybody does with us, you know, the, the 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 tweets, the retweets, the the sharing, the Facebook sharing, all that stuff is huge for us. Yeah. Word of mouth has always been big for us, you know. Yep. We've had some pretty good like stuff to hit the radar that would kind of blow us up or whatever and you know, we we started on Mixer, we had her move to Twitch. We didn't know what that was going to look like. People were like, you guys should just do your own channel and stuff like that. So there's always still growing pains. We're always going to evolve and grow. And a lot of times, even King himself or Cappadocian and Prime and some of these guys out here, you know, your people um, that talk to us, Zombe is another one too, that tell us and give us ideas of things to to do or, you know, support us or say, hey, here's an idea I got. We appreciate feedback like that, constructive or not. And and honestly, even ideas for the show. And I got people that say, hey, do this for the B&B Quickie. Do this. I write that shit down Mm -hmm. because it's fun to be interactive because, you know, we try to talk to the chat as much as possible, but you guys are part of the show just as much as we are sitting here hosting and looking beautiful for you. So we appreciate everything that you've done for us as well, too. Yeah. Uh, Everything
0: he just said. I mean, when you guys and girls send in your suggestions, we are actively looking at those saying, oh, shit, how can we implement that? How can all we right. make that work? And that stuff is like awesome to us because it tells us that you enjoy what we're doing and you want to you know, kind of get your <laughs> input in there and, and you think it's going to be a way that's going to evolve the show. That's what we want to do. We never want to get complacent. We never want to sit here and just do the same shit over and over again. We want to find ways to make it interesting, make it entertaining, and make it fun for all of you because that's why we're doing it. We love you guys, and uh, and seriously, we can't thank you enough. It's been an amazing year. And this is uh, not just the people watching right now on Twitch. This is the people that are listening on, on iTunes, Spotify. Uh, if you're watching the VODs on YouTube, this is because of you, and we really, really, really appreciate your support. Uh, keep sharing those videos. Keep giving those thumbs up. Keep putting up those five-star reviews on on iTunes. All that shit helps us, and it's it's just takes a second of your time, and honestly, if you're not comfortable giving us a thumbs up or five stars, let us know what we can do. You know what I'm saying? Send us an email. Hit us up in DMs. Let us know what we can do. To make this show more entertaining for you. Because that's why that, that's our drive. That's our inspiration.
1: That's what keeps us going. To all the banter maniacs. I love that. There banter you go. Banter maniacs. Banter maniacs. Drafton wants more nudity. Oh, wow. Oh, <laughs> you guys are all no, no second he year says without that me. that I
0: take my shirt off. That fucking number drops to one. Prime right, is the only right, one right, staying.
1: Right, right. Prime the only one staying. Because he likes furry thing. guys. And it's okay. It's fine. We're
0: sexy. Furry guys are sexy. True. Number two. Number two. Number, not the shit. The actual number two. Oh, event. I was like, oh, you're going to boom. Yeah, okay, we're going to go cool. that's, that's, be that's right gonna back, be... back screen. I go take it. Yeah. Dumb. Uh, no, number two is um, it's not live right now, but Sadly. we are going to be an affiliate. We're going to get a sub button. We're really, really excited about it. And, you know, just to give you an idea before we get into it, uh, you know, the sub button isn't there yet. We're still going through some legal stuff because Banter and Babble is now an LLC. We are a corporation, a partnership. If We you are will. a business. We're business, and so we will have a sub button going live here shortly. Now, you know, the thing about sub buttons is I want to make sure, we want to make sure that that sub button has value for you, and a couple of things that we have in mind is, first of all, monthly giveaways for subs. There'll be a sub channel in Discord, and we'll do monthly giveaways for subs, so we're really excited about that. The other thing that we're going to implement, we've talked about it. I've done a couple tests here. Um, I think it'll work. Is Thanks. we have uh, uh, the plan where, like, when we're talking about certain topics, we'll have a Discord uh, uh, voice channel where, if, say, if somebody subs and they want to chime in on uh, talking about the Fat Man trailer that we'll talk about here in a little bit, we can actually have them jump into our voice Discord and do like a call in feature where they can talk to us live on the show, share their opinions on a certain topic. And I feel like that's something that'd be really cool to have because, you know, that's something that I feel like. You guys as a community, if you get in there, we want to be able to get you the, up on here just so you can and talk about things. Oh, Draston, we know you have a ton of opinions, which is why the sub button will be twice or three times the amount for Draston, I think. Absolutely, drawing. yeah. We're actually so multiplying that. We'll be real skeezzy about that one. But that's the other thing. And then we've got yeah. a couple other ideas planned to make it a beneficial. But first and foremost, nobody is obligated to subscribe to the channel. Okay, that's the one thing we want to say. You guys and girls will always be welcome here. We want you here. We want you tuning in every week, being a part of the conversation in the chat. So don't ever think when that sub button goes live that you are obligated to sub. We're never going to push that. But if you want to support the the, the the stream, if you want to support the show and content coming out in the future, you'll always have that opportunity through subs. But, again, this is, this. is we love all of you regardless. It's just another way to help us
1: out as we progress the show going forward. Right. And we'll have donos and everything too. So if you, if you want to buy my sushi someday for lunch, Hey, I'm not going to stop you. (laughs) I'm not going to you know what I'm saying? Like, and them uh, them sunshine rolls are about 13 bucks, but no. And that's just it. We're, we're excited to make these moves. Like truth be told, we've been technically kind of able to be affiliate for a while, but we've had a lot to do to get there first. And we've been fortunate to have some help, um, getting ready and getting it at least set up for a uh, set up for as a, as a business first. So that's exciting. We're technically a business. We're an LLC. Awesome. And uh, you know, as always, we're looking to evolve and do some, some different content. Um, the, the stuff we've done with Rohit Raju recently has been really fun. Yeah. We want to probably, if, if, if time is hard with us because we're busy people and we got families, but, you know, we want to try and get more skits here once in a while and things like that, too. We think that's fun and entertaining. And, uh, you know, honestly, the hour and a half we took from that Sunday was probably some of the most fun I've was awesome. had in a while. So, um, you know, again, if you guys got suggestions and see, see, uh, want to see stuff that um, we don't do or would like to see us do, you know, always holler at us and stuff, too. So, yeah, don't be a sickle about it, though. Don't be a sickle about but, it.
0: But uh, that's that's announcement number two. We're really excited about that. We're excited <clears> to, to get that affiliate status going because there's certain things that we can do with the affiliate status here on Twitch. Uh, you know, BNB. I think BNB watch parties. I think those are tied to affiliate status or more. I don't know if everyone can do that.
1: Maybe everyone can. I don't know. You have to have Amazon Prime to do. Amazon it, but Prime. but I mean, we are yeah. going to start doing watch parties. That is something we're talking about as well, too.
0: Right. Yeah. There's there's a lot of stuff. We are we are not going to just throw up a sub button and not have something for those of you that do sub. So trust us. You will have something there for you. It'll be. We're going to try to create as much value as possible. And this is just the beginning. We're chugging. You we're know, after a year, you know, whatever happens. We're going to build upon that. It's we won't become com, we won't become complacent with just you know what we offer out at first. There's going to be a lot
1: going on. Cuddles, that's a very B and B back rubs. <laughs> <laughs> of course, of course. And uh, uh, Cap actually brings it up. B and B hats are too. Uh, I've had a few people bring up merch. Merch is something we'll probably once we get affiliate, we'll probably look at stream elements and put together maybe some hats or shirts or merch or something like that. Uh, uh,
0: Cuddles, B and B handies are tied to the meetup only. So you have to be here for the actual meetup to get the handy. So <laughs> yeah, that can't happen. <laughs> right, All right, 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 right. right so right, right, that's right. announcement number two. Woo, okay. Now going back to announcement number one to show <sighs> our appreciation Hot in here, we have something pretty cool we want to announce right now. Um, before we get into it, uh, we're we're going to try to do this a little bit differently. I mean, everyone does giveaways, everyone does player GG stuff. Uh, But the one thing we want to try to do is keep this as in-house as possible. Um, We won't be posting this on social media. Now, obviously, if it breaks out at some point, it's outside of our control. But we would try to to avoid as many bots and fake accounts and stuff like that. We don't want to grow our channel just to have numbers and whatnot. We want to have a community of people who want to be here, who want to be a part of things. And we want to reward those people with cool stuff like this so the only thing that we're going to ask of you before we announce this is don't post this on social media but if you could share it with your friends and family if you have friends or family that you think are into this type of show whether it's movies tv shows video games stuff like that just you know Share our, our links with them, let them know, hey, come check this out. You have an opportunity to 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 win this prize. uh they put on a good show uh you
1: know that's the type of support we want. We want to get meaningful files i'm not we're not looking to grow massive from this giveaway. We don't want a bunch of you know a lot of times in in giveaways uh, in streaming world it's it's a lot of empty files and people you don't see. We don't want that. We want that to be clearly want it to be natural, but at the same time we recognize that to do things properly sometimes it's it to do.
0: You He's have gonna to, hurt himself.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna hurt myself. I we you gotta do it because because honestly, the entire time we've been talking about this, it's always been like it's always been like this split like what about this, or what about this? Right, it's right, like right. it's falling on both sides of the fence, right? So, you know, we, we want it to be more natural, but at the same time, we want to be able to do something huge and big, especially for our community, yep. But for you know, your extended friends or family members as well, too, that are that if you think that would like B and B and you would recommend. This is a way to help. Thank you for also doing that as well too. The word of mouth and all the work you guys have put into it as well too. Right. Um, we want we want those type of folks involved if if they're able to as well. Yeah. Do this, so,
0: um, you know, like I said, if it, we would appreciate it if you didn't share it on social media, if you didn't share it in other Discords, like I said, we want to build this community within. We want this to be a closely knit community. If you send somebody over and, and they and because of this contest and they want to get involved and they want to be a part of the show and they wanna they want to tune in every week, you know, have them tell us who sent them. You know, hey, hey, Cuddle sent us over. He said the show right. was good and promised Punch and Pie, and then I got to let him down. and like, there's no Punch and Pie. But,
1: but there, there is.
0: is a possibility for one lucky viewer to win a PlayStation 5 disc version. Beginning October 28th, that is the next show, the Player GG will go live. We'll share the link right here in the chat. And then on December 12th, during the show, December 2nd, December, December 2nd, sorry, December 2nd on December 2nd uh, during the show, probably about a half hour in, we'll announce the winner. So it'll draw the name of the winner and we'll announce it right here during the show. But again, I understand, like, I don't want anyone to feel like they have to send people our way. Obviously, it would be great, uh, but we would just appreciate, please don't send this out to social media don't put it on twitter because there's a, there's so many fucking bots on there right
1: right right and like i um, want
0: somebody that's you know we,
1: yeah we're, we're not even yeah we want somebody that really is going to appreciate it and not turn around and try to like sell it or something right like right. it's it's a gaming system we're gamers we want to game with you or whatever but you know um we want to avoid all that bullshit like don't get us wrong. Like it could break out, and that's fine. And it, things can happen. We're right. not running this contest publicly. You know, we're doing it privately. Yep. Um, the links will only be available here. You yep. know, for the most part. But that that's that's what we want to do for y'all is, you know, give you a chance to win one of these uh hot new uh, PS5s for this coming holiday season. <laughs> Definitely banning Prime didact. He is not allowed to be getting into that. Yeah, so.
0: Prime will not win this. It doesn't matter if he enters in or anything. If I I, I will sniff him out. But um, yeah, you know, that's right, all we Ram. ask uh, ask for you is for the next month. Right. Once the contest goes live, next sh- episode on October twenty eighth, uh the, the the link will pop up in the chat throughout the show. Just send some friends and family or people that you think would really enjoy the show, because that's what we want. We want people here who want to be a part of the conversation, right? And, and, and who share the same passions that Tone, I, and all of you share: movies, video games, TV shows, wrestling, all that jazz. Those are the people. That we really want to be here. Those are the people we want be, to be involved. So, if again, don't put this on social media. Don't put this on Twitter. Just reach out to your friends and family, however you can, and say, "Yo, here you go. You know, this the, these guys put on a great show. We, we're, I'm always there every week. They're a lot of fun. You know, I'm sure we you'll be lying to them most of the times because we're we're just horrible, horrible people. But um, <laughs> we appreciate your support, and we definitely want right. you to um, to be a part of this. So, again. Thank you guys so much. It's been an amazing year. We will. Um, the plan is the, the winner will be drawn on the second, and we will ship it
1: out the next day, and you'll have it before Christmas. Yeah, that that's why I want to do that early. Um, we're we're kind of keeping it to the U.S. Um, yeah, it will be the U.S. It, only. It'll be the U.S. only. Yep. You know, if there's somebody out there that's in like North America, you know, and and the shipping rates are too terrible, you know, um, it would be something I could figure out because I'm looking at you actually, Steph, since I know you're in Canada, um, but. I don't know what that would look like into Canada across lines. I think we might be able to we might be able to squeeze Canada. We in. could look into that. You know, we, we'll talk about that if we cross. Average, yeah, we'll, we'll
0: we'll look at that. But I mean, it's just you know, like I said, it's it's a lot for us to, to ship that kind of thing. Right. Um, so we're trying to like keep it you know somewhat close. But we'll take on Canada. I think Canada would be okay. So uh, well, we'll see. We'll see stuff. We'll see what happens. We'll we'll take a look at the numbers and um, we'll definitely try to get you. In and there and honestly,
1: this is a lot of thanks to. Um, Uh, dude for being able to nab one how you were ever able to get one (laughs) online like this but you know at the same time like uh you know that's uh that's exciting to uh um, yeah
0: when when i when i landed it i was just like holy shit dude i was like i really want to try you know because we've been talking about like you know we're coming up on one year how can we give back to our community you know i this would be totally fucking dope if we could get this and we were able to secure one so we'll definitely have it We'll definitely ship it uh, we're to the excited. winner on the second. So we're really excited. So beginning on the twenty eighth, the next show during the show, we'll have the link posted in the chat. You'll be able to click on it or do whatever you need to do to uh, to enter in. So we really appreciate you guys and girls for your support. Let's move on to the rest of the show. I feel like we've we've spent a lot of time talking about a lot of stuff, um, right?
1: And we, But we do have a show to do. Yeah, we do. And I do. Before we get to the rest of the show. You Lair- got to go pee. No, Lair Dog, I want to point out. Uh, I saw the Larry the Cable Guy joke out there, buddy. And I know where you live. Go on. Oh,
0: wow. Threats live. This is called evidence right here. This video, this VOD is now evidence. Wow. Hang on to it, Lair. Screen cap this. Clip it. That's evidence. All right. We have last of stuff to talk about tonight. We've got a couple movies we want to talk about. Uh, we're going to talk about the lighthearted one first before we get into the real fucked up stuff. So first up. Enola Holmes, available now on Netflix, starring as a Millie Bobby Brown, yes, and Henry Cavill. Yes, it is in a very limited role. <laughs> very limited role. This is out now on Netflix. And tone, I think we're a little bit indifferent on this movie. Um,
1: I'm gonna let you go first, and let me know what you thought of Enola Holmes. Overall, it's a it's a it's a fine enough movie. Um, if you skip over it. <laughs> You're not missing a whole lot. Uh, I There's a lot of Sherlock Holmes takes out there. Mm-hmm. Some of my favorite still to this day. I know a lot of people actually like the Robert Downey Jr. I like how they actually call him a pugilist in this. out, out wow. loud like that. I thought that was pretty dope. Because um, in the Sherlock Holmes with uh, uh, Robert Downey Jr., he's definitely a pugilist. He's fighting. In the Sherlock Holmes with Cumberbatch and Martin Freeman, he's not. But that is my favorite Sherlock Holmes is Cumberbatch. This was a new take on it that they've got a sister, Mycroft and and Sherlock I have a sister. It's Millie Bobby Brown. She's a fantastic actress. She's, she's going to go places oh, forever. Yeah. She, she's, she actually carries the movie very well. She can do that very well oh, for yeah. her age. Everything about that she did and her acting was spot on. There was a lot of fourth wall breaking and talking, but at the end of the day, it was way too charming and way too like fluffy for me. Like, it it really didn't have, like, she's, yeah, she's Sherlock's younger sister, so guess what? She can detect stuff. Cool. It really just didn't have enough Henry Cavill in it either. Mm-hmm. Like, I know she was kind of the focus, because it's called Nola Holmes, but I feel like it could have been better with his star power involved a little bit more than it was. Mm-hmm. Again, not that she couldn't carry it, it's just that the story wasn't fun enough, it kind of needed more breath into it. Sure. And he might have been that that, that breath of fresh air into it, and I just... It missed the mark for me. It was all right, but maybe mm-hmm. a good family flick like like Panic says. There you go. Yep, yep. Watch it with your kids, you know, and stuff like that. That's fine and dandy, but don't uh, don't expect much out of it from yourself.
0: Uh, you know, I, I agree with what Panic said. You know, it's it's a good family movie, and I feel like that's where, um, when I watched it, I was expecting a little bit, I don't want to say gritty, but maybe a little bit more mature content, but this is obviously geared towards more family-oriented yeah, stuff. that's fine. Um, Millie Bobby Brown is is a fantastic actress. Like She's you said, she carries this movie. On. She's got a lot of charisma. Oh my, She's it's got unreal. ability. She's got a lot of range. She's funny. Yeah. She's emotional. This is a showcase feature for her. She kills it. <laughs> um, in terms of Henry Cavill... I don't think it was so much a lack of Henry Cavill. I think it was just a, a lack of Sherlock Holmes. Sherlock Holmes is such an iconic character right. that, you know, he's here and there, bits and pieces, but I always like it. I, and I love movies where major characters from other stories are just kind of like pawns or side pieces here and there. I didn't feel like he had enough impactful scenes. He like, did not. He needed a few more. Not that Millie Bobby Brown can't carry this movie on her own, she can. It's just, it's Sherlock Holmes. So I wish, you know, it would just be a little bit more Sherlock Holmes being involved in certain situations. I would have felt given a little bit more um, gravity. It would have made the sh- scenes more impactful. But, right. you know, she this this is obviously geared towards becoming a series of movies. This is going to be a franchise, so to speak, uh, because there's 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 a lot of stuff that was unanswered. There's a lot of stuff that you and I were kind of like, well, what the fuck was the point of that? Or, you know, oh, right. but then, then you have to think outside the box. This isn't just a one-off. This is going to be a franchise. I mean, I've heard it's done very well on Netflix. There's a lot of attention to it, and again, performance all around are really good. Everyone's really, really good in this movie. It's just like you said, and some people mentioned in the chat, it's not a terribly deep movie. There's not a whole lot of sense of urgency. there isn't a whole lot of like mature themes being explored and there's also a couple of scenes where where like Millie Bobby Brown is like solving certain mysteries I'm just like how the, how the fuck did she know this?" You know, it was just—it was a lot of randomness to the way she was figuring things out. I was like, eh, they're playing it a little safe. They here. really
1: wanted her to be more Sherlock than Sherlock was Sherlock. Sure, American, yeah, which it, is fine.
0: Yeah, that's fine. But some of it was so. Um So just kind of like random and it was just like, okay, I don't know if I can buy into that. But when it comes to Sherlock Holmes and and this character being, you know, an extension of that, I was kind of really wishing it would just be a more, a deeper story, especially with the mother. Yes, I'm glad that she found, you know, she was going after her mom and whatnot, but there was just not a whole lot of like content there that was gripping.
1: And, you know, and the director of it, Harry Bradbeer, which is an awesome last name, Bradbeer, uh, he is the director of the uh, British uh, comedy and sitcom uh um, Don't Fleabag. say Mr. Bean. Fleabag. Oh, OK. Fleabag's won awards, uh, if I remember correctly, for like, I can't remember the, the lead actress's name. Fleabag is a very good comedy. Like it's a very, very good oh, comedy. So yeah,
0: and you can see that. And his his ability is really, really good. Like the dialogue's good yeah. in the movie. For Fun, sure, but I can't laugh react to some. To, to I can't laugh react to some of these takes. Hey, it is what it is. Like I said, I think it's really. I, I think everything is there is good. The presentation, the soundtrack, the the costumes, the direction, the performances. I just feel like that the actual story itself was a little lightweight, a little lighthearted. Yep. I would have liked to seen something a little bit. You know, something else to uh, I can really chew on. You know, some yeah. some some deep thought stuff for a Sherlock Holmes type of story. But I mean, is this franchise? This is going to be a franchise. I know Cav said this does not need a sequel. I think it's going to have multiple sequels because Millie Bobby Brown is such a talented actor. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's really really good in this movie. She's the best part of this movie. Like you said, she does a great job looking into the camera and being a narrator as well as being a performer. It's there's a lot of strengths to this movie. I just feel like it. If it wasn't so lighthearted, if it was a little bit deeper, geared towards more adults, I think it would have
1: been a lot better. And, th- and maybe that wasn't the point, I guess. And right? maybe it wasn't the point. Maybe it wasn't the point. It is what it is. I just expected with the name, like, maybe it was my <laughs> expectation. <laughs> Panic Games. If only
0: they went through blowing up Parliament. <laughs> Jeez. Michael uh, Bay would have been on for that. Has so uh, this it. been a Michael Bay movie? Everybody oh. would have died. There would have been thousands yeah, of yeah. deaths. Thousands of deaths. But overall, I I didn't think it was bad. I think it's worth a watch, especially if you got kids or a little bit older enough to understand what's going on. I feel like there are some good. Um, eh. Yeah, he gives it an. Eh, I give it a okay. It's cool. Eh. It's it's all right. Um, uh, I feel like there's some cool themes that they explore. But overall, I just would have loved a little bit something grittier, and I don't mean gritty like R rated, but just the story itself a little bit right. more sense of urgency to it. I agree. So not bad, not horrible. You think that it sucked? Uh, didn't say the, it sucked, you say. the age, The E.H. books were young. And that's exactly what it feels like. It feels like a young adult movie. And which I makes just, sense. Which makes sense. But, you know, with the talent involved, I think they could go to some pretty dark places if they wanted to. Not super dark, but, you know, entertaining for adults. Now, speaking of adult movies, not those types. But this is definitely on the other end of the spectrum for Enola he- he- Holmes. And, uh, yeah, this is... um. This movie's uh pretty pretty good. Uh, this is a movie that I saw. Um, probably I saw the trailer. I think it was like two years ago, maybe a year ago or something like that. But this this movie showed up at like one of those film festivals, and it's it got a lot of notoriety because a lot of people walked out during the movie. There were a lot of people that were offended by it. There were a lot of people that were upset by it. And you know you and I you know if we hear a movie that's offensive or that's pushing the boundaries or you know it has a um, gratuitous yeah gratuitous violence or if it's um <clears throat> polarizing <clears> those <throat> types of movies are like oh that might be cool to watch that might be an interesting movie see what's yeah, going on really.
1: why is it well, I got to watch it
0: so here we are uh, Brian The House That Jack Built now to give you an idea of what this movie is about we're going to run the trailer really quick and let you guys watch this to give you an idea of what the tone, is of the, the tone of this movie is going to be like.
1: Don't. Your
2: house is a fine little house, Jack. Are you allowed to speak along the way? I was thinking there might be rules. Let me put it this way. Very few make it all the way without uttering a word. But do carry on, Mary really Lee, just don't believe you're going to tell me something I haven't heard before. Oops, that was maybe a mistake. What was maybe a mistake? Me getting in this car with you, you might as well be a serial killer. Sorry, but you do kind of look like one. Some people claim that the atrocities we commit in our fiction are those inner desires which we cannot commit in our controlled civilization. So they are expressed instead through our art. I don't agree. I believe heaven and hell are one and the same. The soul belongs to heaven and the body to hell. I think about all the things I've done in my life without in any way resulting in punishment.
0: Okay. So when I saw that trailer, after I read the stories about people walking out of the theaters, I was like, might have to watch this movie. Might have to watch this movie. And then I showed you the trailer. And, and you're I was like, like I'm, watch I'm watching that next week movie. for BMP.
1: I'm watching this movie. <laughs>
0: Now this this movie was met again with a lot of controversy. There was a lot of controversy surrounding it. Uh and if you and if you actually take a look at the reviews, it is at like that sixty percent mark on Rotten Tomatoes, where some people either really fucking love what Lars Ron Trier does here, or people fucking loathe it. It's it's literally a love or hate movie. And depending on what you're comfortable watching, I can understand that. Uh you know, I watched this movie the other day. And I actually, I, I I hit you up on WhatsApp, and I was like, dude, I just hit a point in the movie, and it's in the trailer, and it's a point where, as a parent, I was like, I don't know if I can continue watching this movie. It was about it was about halfway through the. I think it's I think it's incident number three is what they call them in the movie. Yes. Um, and it was it was I had to stop the movie because I knew what had what had happened. And I knew what was going to happen to somebody else and I had decided I was like, Can I do I really wanna move forward with this Because it's it's something that, you know, before being becoming a parent, um <laughs> Don replied I am so aroused by this movie. He <laughs> did. Um but, you know, when you get past the gratuitous nature of the violence in this movie, which is extreme. There's a lot of like I don't wanna say like it's not like um like Hellboy extreme, but it's just, it's
1: gritty. It's, right. it's really... It's not like how Becky was, like, gratuitous in, like, this comical... Comic, yeah, 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 comi- yeah. Comi- No, this is, like, fucking cerebral. This is, like, psychotic
0: shit. This yeah. Is like, oh, yeah. Like, Matt oh, Dillon's oh, yeah. character is... He's, he's a scumbag. He's a serial killer. Um, But the it's thing great. that you have to understand about Lars von Trier is he has a very unique way of telling his stories. Now, look, whether or not you like these types of movies, that's that's a debate that... Is is justifiable, and I respect anybody that can that likes certain types of art. Who maybe some people don't like that certain type of art, and that's the beauty of art.
1: It's interpretive, and uh, you know what? King Co- that's that's great. There, American cycle I got vibes of that in this, yep. but it's like, mm. yeah, yeah. It's like next level up from American yeah, yeah.
0: um because the way they're trying to explain stuff. But then when you get to the end of the movie, like the last twenty minutes. At first, you're just like, what the fuck is going on with this movie? Like, wh- where are they going with this? Yeah, it kind of takes a left turn, but it then takes you see hard it's been there the left. entire time. Yeah, it takes a hard left, and, it, and then you kind of understand what Lars is getting at a little bit. This is going to be a movie that requires subsequent viewings. You're going to have to watch this movie more than once to really kind of get an idea of what his message is or what he's trying to present to you. He's that type of director. He did that movie series, I think it was called Nymphomaniac. Um, it was like, based on you It was based on me Before I started doing this I was You know The the, the right. Street Bridge But I, I digress That's that's neither here nor there Right But it's um he, He's a very He has a very unique vision And there's a lot of people That don't appreciate that And I understand it. I respect that But um Back then, he did. He was dude sixty nine. Right, right, right. <laughs> uh, but if you guys have the stomach for 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 some violence, for, for some very it's it's uncomfortable. There's a couple uncomfortable scenes. There's
1: some very very uncomfortable scenes for a lot of. Once folks, you get I to the last thirty completely.
0: minutes and you hit this almost like this psychedelic, like just weird storytelling. At first, you know, you know, I was just like, there were certain references. I was like, okay, I I think I know what that is, and I I had to message you on WhatsApp. And we're talking about it. And then you did some groundwork and you were looking at stuff and you're reading up on stuff. And you kind of understand where he's drawing his inspiration from. Yeah,
1: there, there, there's some real big clues, especially at the end. Yeah, especially at the end. You start it's, getting clued in on it's, everything. It's a
0: unique take. It's a very unique take. And now, now Matt Dillon is fucking great in this movie. I mean, this movie didn't get a lot of rewards, and typically movies like this won't get the kind of recognition because they're so controversial. Matt Dillon's
1: always a scumbag in everything he does. But he's very, very good he's here. He's very, very good. Yeah,
0: he, he's really good in this movie. But again, it's going to take a certain type of mentality have to come in expect to be offended in certain ways with violence expect the story to not make a whole lot of sense until you get to the end and even then it's going to take some like you have to really kind of like put some pieces together and that's where i think the subsequent viewings are going to be very important uh when i say this is a great movie not at first glance but once you start to think about stuff you're just like man that's kind of a unique taste but it's that type of vision that is going to be met with with controversy some people are gonna be like this is just trash and i could see that i can honestly see certain people that i know that i love their family and friends that will watch this movie and be like this is shit this is trash this is a garbage movie and i respect that. i understand that but when you step back and, and, and get past the violence and all that stuff and really look at it and really try to think about it and and do a little bit of research you're like Oh, okay maybe it's not as straight to the point as i would have liked in my movies some thought-provoking stuff there's some thought-provoking stuff. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I don't know what else did you think about. I mean, there's uh, any highs and lows.
1: I actually really loved it. I <laughs> thought it was it great. Is. And um Matt Dillon was a. I told you earlier, you don't, you're not familiar with the movie. But if anybody remembers the movie, that's going to date us. Prime Diet because you're the oldest piece of shit in here. But the movie Little Darlings. Matt Dillon was a scumbag in that too. For as long as I can remember, Matt Dillon's always played scumbags, and he plays a scumbag in this, but on a cerebral level. Um it it's it's a lot of I don't want to say it's necessarily thought provoking because it's very gratuitous, but when you get to the end, it all completely comes full circle and it makes sense. And there's a narration going on uh, with a character involved, and there's it's there the entire time, mm-hmm. but you don't know who or what or you any need of that the stuff.
0: visuals from this 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 segment that's right. so kind of like trippy. Once you see the visuals, there's a couple of uh, uh, references, so to speak. Yes. That once you put and it, it comes together in the last the twenty minutes, yeah, it's the last twenty minutes, and that's why I feel like it's so important to go back right. and watch it again because now that you have that perspective, you know right. what these characters are and what they're referencing at. The it end. opens like, it up. Oh shit.
1: Yeah, and like there's a there's an analogy that he explains in there, and I was telling us beforehand, and it's about the streetlights. Oh my god. Yeah, and it's great. an it, it was it was it was the character. That he plays Jack trying to explain how the like a spectrum, almost like a almost like a pendulum of uh, what's the of the the thrill of killing and mm-hmm. the guilt from it. Yep. And how that affects him and how he gets over that guilt. Right. And, and the writing for that like minute and a half two yeah. minute scene it's really interesting is very very interesting. It's very brilliant and it's very like. Holy shit! Like, who thinks like that kind of thing? Like, it's a very existential thing to kind of use this analogy in a very dark movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and that that set that set apart once once that scene happened, I was already like, man, this crazy movie. It's clear, clearly fucking sick, and you got to be a sicko to really like it, like me. <laughs> but that alone to me was like, that's that that ex- explanation shows me that this is a bigger movie than people realize mm-hmm. because of the way he explained that. So the
0: the, the shock value is going to make it difficult for some people to get through it and it's going to it's going to make it difficult for I some people to really true. think about it, you know what I'm saying? The shock yeah. value of some of the of the character itself, his motives, what he's doing, uh, a lot of this shit is just going to be like, "Man, can, can can he get past that?" And if you can't, if you can't, that's okay. It's not a big deal. This this is a movie that's going to be love or hate. That's just the way mm-hmm. it is. If you can appreciate art, if you can and 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 appreciate some people's visions just aren't going to align with yours and just watch it through to the end and try to uh, interpret it the way you can. There's some value in it, and I feel like that's where Lars von Trier is really, really good because he does provoke conversation. He does – it's thought-provoking. I think it's thought-provoking because you're really thinking about it. You're like, what does this mean? What does this mean? Oh, shit. And then you and I start talking like, oh, I wonder if that's what this means. And then when you
1: start connecting the dots, that's when you know, like, when you've got conversations going on and you're comparing notes. And and then I was like – Hey, dude, it's like this, and you're like, oh shit, that makes sense. And then we're, then you're like, well, I gotta look into this more too. So then, you know, like you said, that that, that, then that's the connection there. That's where it gets to be thought provoking. If you're talking about it and thinking about it, and you're like, yeah, I mean,
0: uh, uh, getting over the scene that bothered me, and then watching the rest of the movie, you know, I I thought it was, I I don't want to say it was super entertaining, but it's just a movie that I will watch again just to try to understand what's going on. But in terms of like engagement, with the exception of the one scene that kind of bothered me a little bit as a parent i thought it was 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 really engaging like i was like man what the fuck's going on with this dude you know what's his motivation what what does this mean what does this mean and there's just so much that ties up to the end but you have to make it through to the end and keep an open mind on things and if if you don't like it if you're not comfortable with it that's totally okay but if you do watch it and you do have comments on it or if you have ideas of what Lars is trying to say with this story let us know sound off in the comments whether it's on youtube let us know uh on twitter whatever
1: in the know. discord if you want to talk about it more yeah get on the
0: discord it's it's it's, it's a if movie that it provokes it. Uh, that, that is going to incite a lot of conversation yep. i think that's the way it is i mean yep. it's an older movie it was it was met with a lot of criticism i don't think it was released i don't think it had much of a release in the states to honest, i think it was a very limited release if I'd anything imagine. it was uh, it was one of those it was one of those movies that just you either love it or you hate it so i'll be curious to what you guys and girls yeah, think yeah let
1: me know ram what you think it.
0: so now we have some interesting stuff to talk about because we're still going to talk about movies, but we got a couple of trailers here that uh, <laughs> that were really, 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 really interesting. So we are going to talk about two trailers that have dropped in the last two weeks. Yose. The first one we have talked about on social media. We have talked about on Facebook. We got people's thoughts in the Discord and whatnot, but we're going to watch it right here live. This is for Fat Man. Mel Gibson re, uh, returned to the big screen.
2: Hmm. I don't know what I'm doing wrong. I've lost my influence. Maybe it's time I retired the coat. You still have it. Some kids with a deer rifle put two holes in the sleigh, one in me. All I have
0: is a loathing for a world that's forgotten. <sighs> The United States military would like to procure your services. This is a one-time deal, gentlemen. How are you, Mike? Nicole and the kids are well, I hope.
2: Where are you? I'd like you to kill Santa Claus. I'm looking for the fat man. You can't be serious.
0: This is what people actually think of me. Christmas is a farce. I am a joke.
2: What's the purpose of your visit? Hunting. I'm gonna kill some things. There is a rising number of our youth making poor decisions.
1: the big man's
2: head. Severed heads rot, they mold. They
1: don't want
2: his beard. I'm not shaving off a dead man's beard.
0: Your workers sure have healthy appetites.
1: That's why elves live much longer than humans. And Chris, he does the same? No. It's a giving that keeps him young. What a, what a line. I've
2: come for your head, fat man! Dashing through the snow No one horse owned. Think you're the first? Oh the
0: Think I got this job because I'm fat and jolly?
2: Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Oh, I'm trying to ride. my hoist 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 come hoist you hoist Fat man's got his eye on you, kid. Hey, whoa. Oh, that's
1: Donner. Lucky yeah, it was King. A blitzer should tear your package clean off. Yeah, might be the best thing about 2020. That movie, instantly. That's the first time I've seen that trailer.
0: Oh, you didn't watch it?
1: No, I wanted to wait. <laughs> I started watching it. I'm like, I'm going to wait. No, that was, that was fucking awesome.
0: Uh, dude, you know, and I think it was, it was Beard said, Fat Man will flop. Sadly, I love Mel Gibson. Um, you know, this, this is going to be a movie that I think it it comes out in theaters one weekend and then like two weeks later it hits, it hits, um, streaming services. It comes out November 20th on streaming services. I believe it's going to be in uh, theaters on November 3rd, but I think it's a limited release. Uh, I'm sure it will flop at the box office, but you know, these types of movies are always interesting to me because yes, the premise is absolutely fucking insert. Right. Okay, and look, let's be honest. Mel Gibson doesn't have the best track record outside of movies over yes, the last decade. Correct. He's a very controversial person. Um, he's done a lot of shitty things, but you know, uh, uh, on screen, you know, I've seen some movies since he's made these mistakes, and he's made these just he's made some terrible comments. But you know, some of the movies that have come out after that are are really really good movies. Like they're they're entertaining. You're like okay, this guy still still got it. Um, and I'm I'm gonna watch this just because it's a, it's. So many times you get these Christmas movies that are all feel good movies. I feel like Bad Santa started that new trend. You know, Bad Santa started that trend. Let's have let's not everything has to be fucking fluffy on Christmas. You have Krampus out there. If you guys haven't seen the the movie Rare Exports, have you ever heard of Rare Exports? I should have grabbed that trailer. But Rare Exports is a movie that came out. Man, I think it was over ten years ago, and it is a very dark Christmas movie. It's a dark Christmas movie, and. I love that. I love it when 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 directors and, and and people get involved with these movies that aren't your fucking just you know cookie cutter Christmas movies. Right? No, this I'm, is, this, I'm with that. This this trailer was fucking nuts. Walton Goggins is a fucking amazing actor. That guy is
1: hilarious. He's but he can be tena- He can be very tenacious too. He can be very intense. Dude, he's very underrated. He was awesome in uh, Hateful Eight. Was yes. I was like, because yeah. I'd seen him around, and then I saw him in Hateful Eight. And I'm like, man, this guy. Fucking act! Yeah, he's, he's got really some chops. Good. He's got some chops. What was he in? Uh, he was in. Uh, he's in the MCU as well too. He was in Ant Man too. Was he an Ant Man too? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. He's a okay. villain in Ant Man too. Yeah. I girls. mean, just to tell And now here's the funny thing. You know, obviously, Mel
0: Gibson's a very controversial character. Before Walton Goggins, uh, got this job, got this role, it was actually supposed to go to Shia LaBeouf. That's a shame. Can you imagine what it'd be like to have Shia? Shia is obviously he's a very Eccentric person And he was supposed to play Walton Coggins' character But he had a, a, um, a schedule conflict He couldn't be in it And I mean can you imagine If Shia was going up against Mel Gibson uh, In a movie
1: Holy shit <laughs> I mean you
0: have two fucking just Nut jobs In in this show He was also on What was that um, The other show on Coggins uh, is in VP He was on FX with um. He's in a lot of shit What's the uh, It wasn't It wasn't uh, The Shield or
1: Sons of Anarchy justified yes justified there's the one there there it is he was in uh, a vice uh principles with uh um danny mcbride as well too oh that's right yeah. yes yes fucking yes 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 that. uh but i mean obviously this is this is a talented cast you got
0: two people in charge uh look mel gibson say what you will about and the guy has made some fucking bad decisions he's he, he could be a real scumbag outside of movies but some of his movies since then have been really good i don't know if you guys have seen the movies um either uh Oh shit it's going to bother me and this is what happens after nine o'clock. I forget shit um what's uh, bone hawk uh, tomahawk bone tomahawk bone tomahawk uh cell a uh, brawl and cell block Patriot. 99, and um dragged across concrete. Mel Gibson was in dragged across concrete with Vince Vaughn, and that movie he was really good like uh, Mel Gibson is playing yes, prime nose bone tomahawk is fucking amazing. Mm-hmm. He is the one that always talked about Bone Tomahawk. Bone I Tomahawk is fucking wild, dude. It starts off as like the kind of like a western, and somebody gets kidnapped, and then in the last like half hour it turns into a fucking saw movie. Like it's a slow really? burn. It's it's That's a slow cool. burn for the first like three quarters of a movie. He keeps talking about fucking dude. Bone you Tomahawk. need to watch Bone Tomahawk. Okay. Like seriously, cool. it's Kurt Russell. I love saw. Kurt, I mean, Kurt Russell. Is like the quintessential like Western guy. I mean, you see the movie Tombstone. Kurt Russell's fucking amazing. But then you take you take Kurt Russell and you take this movie and like to, like like Prime said, it takes a hard the the most hardest left ever because again, it's all about character development. It's it there's good performances all around. Everyone's really good. It's a slow burn. Hmm. But once it hits that last thirty minutes, you're just like, what the fuck is going on right now? Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, it's, right. On, it's on it's not voodoo. There you go. And then, uh, and then Prime, I don't know if you've seen like uh, Brawl on Cell Block 99 with Vince Vaughn. Um, can somebody look it up? I can't remember the director's name. He's super good. Like all of his movies are the, sur- are the same. They're these slow burns with strong performances. And then in the last three minutes, it just pff, hits you in the fucking face yeah, with the violence. Dumb. You're like, holy shit, what is going on? And then the most recent one is Dragged Across Concrete with Vince Vaughn and Mel Gibson. But circling back. Mel Gibson has been on a roll with some of these grittier movies, and this movie has the potential to be one of those, like, uh, dark horse, like, Christmas movies. I mean, you've yeah. got your Wonderful Life, you've got your Home Alones, you've got Scrooge, you've got Die Hard, even though Bruce Willis thinks Die Hard isn't a Christmas movie. Bruce Willis is a fucking nut. I have no respect for Bruce Willis anymore, even though he's one of my favorite actors ever. Anyways, this has the potential to kind of, like, move into that, Kind of like that, man. You know, I don't really like, and I love Christmas, but I like a little spice on my Christmas
1: a little spicy, a little eggnog, maybe some rum. But I mean, what do you think? Spiced I mean, rum this is gonna be day one for you, November 20th. Absolutely, oh, boy. I'm, I'm really excited about this. I think this looks very entertaining. And uh, you know, uh, I'm not really a Christmas guy by any nature of it, so you throw something in here like this some dark comedy or dark whatever it is, yeah, I'm sold instantly. Yeah, and, sold yeah, instantly. and Cuddles
0: points out the awesome tagline tis the season to get even dope there it is that's fucking great this will be playing at thanksgiving for me thanksgiving night movie is going to be fat man
1: yeah that's the way it should be that's
0: the way that's the way it's gonna roll so this looked dope i'm excited for it if you guys are excited for it let us know in the comments on youtube or wherever you're watching or listening we want to get your thoughts on it which brings us to our next trailer now if there's one guy that you and i appreciate in every movie no matter how absurd sometimes they get really bad and he just like that's a miss well i think we're it's both to, it's safe to say that you and i both and many people in the chat are fans of nicholas cage you gotta love a little nick yeah that whenever there's a possibility at cage rage in a movie sign me up i'll be there we got a new trailer for a nick cage movie this week we goddamn did and i'm telling you you guys aren't ready for this let's take a look at jujitsu. use this opportunity to use the bathroom as well. Go for it. You know what I Very don't understand? About this, everybody? How the hell are you still alive?
2: Must have been a pretty bad fall. The comet you see in the sky right now passes over the Earth every six years and causes a portal. But when it's open, we get a visitor from a distant galaxy. Poet warrior in the sci-fi sense. The spaceman. He comes here looking for a fight. With you. The chosen jiu-jitsu. If he doesn't get it, he stays and he kills everything. That is alien politics five through 15. Now you are all the chosen jujitsu fighters. But as long as you die bravely, no one else will have to. He's crazy, like me. no honor in killing crazy
0: i can fly too oh my atlanta all right um (laughs) now look man nick cage is the type of actor who is all about um He's all about, like, challenging himself and pushing himself and, and taking risks and taking chances. And he's the type of guy where he doesn't care if it's going to be a hit or a miss. He's going to do something. Thank you so much for that follow Cherry. Really appreciate it. Uh, he's the type of actor who's going to take risks. And sometimes he might like it and sometimes he might not. But uh, this movie looks so absurd that there's no way I'm not watching this on day one uh jujitsu and, uh, and a couple things i want to point out from the trailer i love the fact how it's basically predator meets uh mortal Kombat. this is predator meets mortal Kombat, and the thing that cracks me up about the show the first thing that i talked to Tony about that i thought was absolutely hilarious was he's describing this being that comes through a portal a space warrior or some kind of some kind of like a warrior if you will and instead of giving it a, a cool ass name like in Aliens, you got the Xenomorph and the and the Predator. Predator, you got like the Yakuda or whatever it is. They just call this dude the spaceman. Spaceman. He calls him the fucking spaceman. I was like, wow, this is where we're at. We can't give hit this dude who looks like a fucking. He look his helmet is like kind of like a de- uh, the 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 Destiny two helmet for one of the uh, the hunter class or the hunter uh, gear. That's about it. we call him. The fucking spaceman in this movie.
1: I mean, the name alone of the movie is Jiu-Jitsu. Jiu-Jitsu. I jiu-jitsu.
0: Mean, and I love the bottom of this poster. From Dimitri So-and-so, director of Kickboxer Retaliation. Typically, you reserve that shit for, like, from Steven Spielberg, the director of Saving Private Ryan. That is Sony or, Jaa. Or, 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 or Christopher Nolan, director of the Batman trilogy. Right. Now, you get this. You get uh, from Dimitri Logan something. Director of Kickboxer Retaliation. Like, who the fuck knows who that guy is? I would just be, like, starring Nick Cage of Con Air. That's what I would have said. Nick Cage of Con Air. <laughs> Nick Cage of Con Air. Or The Rock. Uh, that's Mr. Spaceman to me. You're, hey, hey, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. But, uh, I mean, this trailer was nuts. It looks like Mortal Kombat.
1: Meets Predator. Meets Predator. Yeah. And I'm perfectly fine on that. I, I'm okay with this. Wasn't there a c- There's a scene, like, where they're on a bridge or something. They're, like, clanging swords and shit. Yes. the Spaceman. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Uh, this is going to be an absurd movie. This is going to be one of those movies mm-hmm. where it's
0: going to be like a VFW where you're just going to be like, you know what? I'm on board.
1: And a great movie
0: at that. The talent involved. I get yeah. to see Nick Cage doing uh, uh, flips in the air, breaking out a katana sword. I'm on board, bro.
1: <laughs> Sign me up.
0: Uh, just lost power. That sucks. Stupid win. Oh, shit. Is this storming where you're at, tricky? Uh, this but no, this looks dope. I mean, it's it's it, this will be a critically bombed movie. It'll you know, get trashed by critics. But you know what, dude? When it comes to Nick Cage movies, I'm on board just to see what the man's gonna do. He's gonna be Nick Cage. Yeah, at some know, point. But, but I mean, I, I was talking about before you were gone. You know, when you were when you were using the little wee wee bathroom, um, we were talking about like you know he small takes, He takes so many chances with his roles. Like he does. He takes he takes on crazy roles. Does his own take on it. Sometime they hit the mark. Sometime they miss the mark. Oh, watch this, man. It's jujitsu. It's Predator Meets co- Mortal Kombat. I mean, those that's pretty fucking badass, dude.
1: You know, and we've talked about this recently too because of what this year Out Colorado Space and whatnot. Um Nick Cage is on this, like, really like it's funny because you you we bring up like Mel Gibson, what he's doing, mm-hmm. which are these not like in your face role. A guy who was at one point like Top of Hollywood. Yeah, of weapon. I mean, right, yeah, right. He was a triple A AAA star. Yeah, you got a guy like Nick Cage, like I guess you could probably say he's been at the top at some points. Absolutely he's, he's gonna, got an Oscar. You know, so like here's a guy who's not like involved in these huge production movies anymore. Nobody's like running to cast him, mm-hmm. but yet he's getting in these movies oh. and we're watching him and we're going, like, I'm entertained as fuck. Like the, these are great. The thing that I like about
0: Nick Cage. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he lost a lot of money. He lost a lot of money in like a Ponzi scheme or something like that, wasn't it, Cap? I think he got. Wasn't he part of the Bernie, Bernie, um, the Bernie Madoff, Bernie, Bernie Mac?
1: uh there was a Cash. there was a
0: guy, um, Cap knows he was a part of some kind of a Ponzi scheme or some shit where he lost a ton of money. Madoff, yeah, Bernie Madoff, yep, he was part of the he, he like he, pyramid he got, shit. Yeah, he got he got burned big time and He lost a lot of money, and that's like why huh. he's been doing. So many movies, but at the same time, I think it's given Nicolas Cage an opportunity to really take on these different roles and and really test himself as an actor. I mean, you look at movies like Mandy, he's fucking great in Mandy. He carries that movie because he takes chances. He does some wild shit. Uh, He also bought a T Rex skull. Hey, man, have you ever seen a Nick Cage interview? What you see on screen is what you get in person. This guy is a very, just uh, again, a very eccentric.
1: He's a character.
0: He, he's a character outside of films. Yeah. He, he's a very unique individual, but I, I just love the, the, the chances he takes. And again, sometimes they hit, sometimes they miss. This could easily be a miss, but you know what? If it's Predator meets, meets Mortal Kombat, and this is something I can watch over the Thanksgiving break along with Fat Man. Tony Jaw's in it, for fuck's sake. What's t- he done in a minute? <laughs> Nothing. That's why he's here. It so, was. Uh, no, it was it, it, it's a goofy-ass
1: trailer, uh, but
0: I'll watch it. I mean, what the hell, right?
1: This this movie literally has me and you stamped all over it. Oh, yeah. Uh, this what did Prime one, say right away? He's like, oh, I'm into it. Yeah, I mean, right, yeah, you know, dude, Cuddles, it's, you know, everybody. And everybody. And yeah, we Nicholas, all know.
0: Now, if Nicolas Cage wasn't in this movie, I wouldn't, I wouldn't spend a fucking minute We wouldn't even be time. talking about it no, right No, we wouldn't be talking about it. But when Nick Cage is involved, we're talking attention. about it. Pay attention and you talk about it. Right. So, good stuff here. We'll be checking
1: out both yeah, these Frank. movies. Yeah, Frank. Frank Grillo, yeah. He's... Frank Grillo,
0: I mean, there, there's, there's, but I mean, like, like, we've seen movies of Bruce Willis and other big stars, and Bruce Willis is like the king of Netflix. Like, I feel like Nick Cage and Bruce Willis are fighting for the king of Netflix.
1: Well, one of them, I'm watching their movies, and the other, I'm not.
0: A point. A valid point. Valid point, because Bruce Willis is basically the same character in all of his movies. He's in there for five minutes at the beginning, and somewhere in the middle, and at the end. Nick Cage is like, fuck, I'm in this movie the whole time. Yeah, I'm you're going to see some cage rage. You're going to see some cage rage i'm on board with that so we'll check that out on november 20th moving on we are now one episode away from the finale
1: of lovecraft country i'm i'm bummed that it's gonna end soon actually that's my first initial thought episodes for you.
0: episodes eight and nine we're still getting so much character depth we're getting so much stuff from some of these side characters and hippolyta D, now, 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 now D is in trouble. Now she's getting a piece of like now the characterizing. Of, yeah, yeah. She's a part of the, a part of the problem that's going on. Uh, we, we've seen so many characters who we thought we understood them, but now we're starting to like question, you know, are these really good people you're hitting, not you're hitting on characters like, like Ruby, like what's, you know, Ruby is starting to kind of take a turn where you're like, shit, man, what's going to happen in this last episode is Ruby on board with this plan. Is she going to be, mm-hmm. you know, what's going on here? Mm-hmm. The, the last two episodes have had a great mixture of horror. There's been a lot of horror. There's still a lot of mysteriousness going on, but it's a little bit more straightforward now than the previous episodes that kind of like ventured outside of the main storyline. But It's starting to get more focused because it has to because – Kind of. Yeah, I mean, kind of. I mean, but I mean, for the most I know, part, are Everything's starting to come back together, yeah. and we're trying to wrap things up because we have one episode left. Uno. And I'm telling you guys, this has been a fantastic series. Lots of questions, absolutely. But great performances, great scares, great thought-provoking stuff. This is a fucking awesome show. Now, can they stick the landing? That's the most important thing. Can they stick the landing? This is the first season, so there's going to be more seasons. The season finale, hopefully there's more seasons. There's got to be. But... This is where a lot of the questions we have need to be answered. Now, I don't expect all the questions to be answered. you got to keep things no, going. No, right, for
1: right. For but sure, there's a sure. lot
0: of stuff that we need to know. I
1: mean, or do we? Because yeah, if they I go mean, another season, like, who knows? Yeah, what but I mean, look like, like,
0: one of the biggest questions was, was Atticus's origins. Now we have a, a little bit clearer of a picture. Not the full answer, but now we know. It's not as clear as we thought. It's right. It, it we it's it all it basically solidifies our, our initial assumptions that, you know, that might not be his dad. You know, and now we got confirmation of that. And it's just one of those things we're just like, fuck, dude, what is going on? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we're starting to see some of those that love crafting horror elements. We're starting to see, you know, that violence is ratcheting up. But I mean, the story is so compelling and mm-hmm. it leaves you thinking, you're like, man, what the fuck is going to happen? And the the best part about it, in my opinion, and I want to get your thoughts on this, is the episodes that kind of deviated from the main story arc have made it to the point where you legitimately care about every character. Mm-hmm. I mean, yes, Atticus yeah. and Leticia are the main characters. They're mm-hmm. the main people, the main players here. Ruby and Montrose and Dee and Aunt Hippolyta—all these characters. Uncle George, even though he's you know he hasn't been around for a while, it's it's all these characters like you're you're legitimately wondering who is doing what, who They're is all pieces of that puzzle, and it's it's so fucking good. Yeah, I think,
1: man, like I think what makes this so good, and this is the bigger piece of it. Like it, it's it's there's a lot going on in the time period, the the the, the, the Jim Crow era. It's so big and it's so, you know, we've we've seen a lot of things in the last year on HBO specifically too um, with Watchmen. I guess not just HBO, but Watchmen, uh, the finale of Boys and even Boys in general has like really, really kind of like paralleled what's going on right now and things like that. And this takes it to a, I don't want to say next level, but it keeps it on that level, but kind of like turns it up a notch as well too, because all the characters... Are black it's it's literally all right in your face where the other ones Watchmen definitely kind of had a really big hand like it, it was a big piece of that story but this this is way different and yeah. what makes this more unique even I think honestly compared to both of those other series is that this show with all the things it's working with with Lovecraft's content and space horror and horror and the Jim Crow era, is that these characters are so fucking well-developed, and just when you think you're starting to understand the character, there's another character development with that character. The characters are evolving constantly, or devolving for that matter. There's so much complexity to these characters, and it makes for such good storytelling because there's times like you think you're kind of starting to see where this goes, and then you look back and you see their past or something like that. And you're like, Oh shit. Well, you're kind of a scumbag, but now you're here. Like it really, there, there's a lot of like undertones maybe, or secret messages that you kind of really got to pay attention to. Like you can't watch this show and be on your phone or blink or something like that. Like I know we're all connected and we're all doing stuff. Like even there's some shows I enjoy that sometimes I still find myself on my phone. HBO shows. You take my phone. I flip it upside down or something and throw it like three feet away from me. This is a show you have to do that because there's so much going on. And it's honestly all the stuff outside that they're trying to do the characters alone are so so compelling. And you get so into what they're going. You care about them. And then you add in the D's and the Rubies. And like you've got yeah. these main characters, but then you have an episode that kind of focuses a little more on the other ones. You're like, holy shit, like and it's all so tied together. Mm-hmm. And there then there's this fantasy element going on with Atticus and everything. And then you know, time and space and everything you'd expect in Lovecraft, mm-hmm. and they've weaved it in through there. Like, I'm fucking blown away by the series. Like, there's so much good stuff I've watched in the last couple of years on TV, and there's so much good, like, HBO stuff specifically that is really, really next level. This is, like, the next, next level right. to me. This show completely. Yeah. And 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 our hope, and to bring it back full circle again, is that the finale sticks the landing, right? Because nice. You could really flub this up. You've come so far. Please yeah. don't flub this up. Yeah.
0: That and that's the that's that's the risk you run when you when you go with like a Lovecraftian cosmic horror story. It's like you're really reaching out to so many different areas like to yeah. kind of like keep you keep the viewer guessing. You know, what have I not been focused on? That's that's gotta you gotta have that oh shit moment. That's that's it's a necessity mm-hmm. in these types of stories. But you know, going back to what you were talking about, the way this this show touches on certain themes, the racial, the racial themes that it, that explores. That's one of the things I can appreciate about it a lot because you know with what's going on right now. You know, one of the common things you always hear is you know you gotta listen to your black friends, you gotta listen to black people and under mm-hmm. try to understand what they're going through. And the one thing that I really like about this show is it. There are moments where they're like they're very descriptive about certain events, certain things that happen mm-hmm. to try to give you the most perspective you can get. Look, I mean, I can sit there and listen to my black friends and, and try to understand what they're feeling, but I will never fully understand that feeling because it hasn't happened to me. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I haven't gone through that. Right. I can't understand that pain, that, that, that heartache, that suffering they've gone through. I can't. I never will. And I can listen to them, but I I feel like the show does a great job at really being descriptive and trying to give you a fucking understanding of what it's like to endure this hardship. And that's why I really appreciate the show from that perspective. Yes, it's got cosmic horror. Yes, it's got gore. Yes, it's got an intriguing storyline and great characters. But, man, the racial themes that they touch on, they do a great job of trying to give perspective where it's needed. Mm Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, ab- absolutely. When you when you touch on like things like Tulsa and there's oh, and, and Watchmen did the same thing too. Watchmen was less like, and this is about the characters. Watchmen wasn't as engaging, right, compared to this one because this one the characters definitely directly deal with. Yep. And you know, no matter how many times any piece of the the two of them, any I guess media or whatever deals with that and tries to recapture some of that, like this one really kind of grips you a little bit harder and, 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 oh boy, oh boy. Like it, it's, it's, it's exactly what you say. It, it, it really, that perspective is needed. Yeah. Um, you know, there's a lot of great stuff with it. It's a, it's a, it's a fantasy sci-fi show, but Holy shit, the way they, they ground that shit in reality Hell is, yeah. is uh, something else. And like I said, it's next to next level. It is, the writing's amazing. Yeah, it, it's got writing, fantastic
0: writing. The performances are great. The leads are great. The supporting cast is great. The music is dope. There's some interesting choices that pop up here and there. Yeah, I like the, I like the
1: new the new like the new style music when they throw in there yeah, too. Yeah. Like the music actually, yeah, that's a great point. Like because the entire show is building an environment and making you feel like you're part of that, and the music actually is very is used very smartly. Like it definitely kind of and even sometimes you're kind of like. But I mean the the, the Man song too. Like at the end when the credits roll, always yeah. like I'm it's it's stuck in my head. Yeah,
0: it's just it's it's a well done show, you guys. So if you I know many of you are watching it, I know many of you are thinking about checking it out. Highly recommended. We have one episode left. We'll definitely be talking about that on episode eight once we uh, finally get time to like kind of really digest everything and think about stuff. Again, I mean based on everything we've seen so far, it's it's hard to think that they won't nail this landing. And I ex- I don't expect, honestly, I don't expect a clear ending. I don't expect, I sure. expect that, you know, if anything, man, when it comes to Lovecraftian horror and the, what we've seen from this show, I'm expecting some kind of a hard left. That's going to be like, oh, wouldn't shit. surprise me. Oh. I mean,
1: I mean, we'd be shocked but it wouldn't because every episode
0: me. has ended where it's like thought provoking stuff. What's going to happen? What is this person doing? What is, what are they thinking? What are the, what is their end game? I yeah, mean, yeah. I have a nice cliffhanger. I mean, wrap up some things, but at the same time, have you thinking, oh, you got, when it comes to the season ender, it's got to be something like, oh fuck, what is going on now? Now we gotta wait.
1: Right now, you gotta wait. So you
0: can't have a clear cut ending. Yes, you can answer some of the, the the big questions, but I feel like with this with this show and how it's how it's been handled through the first nine episodes, I just don't think we're gonna get a clear cut ending. I think it's gonna be, but it's got to be something that's gonna be, I don't want to say controversial, but just like holy shit oh okay where's this going where's this going because that's how you lead it into another season have people thirsting for more wanting more uh that's how they got to do it i've a feeling that's what we're gonna get we're gonna get something things are gonna get tied up but we're gonna get hit in the face with something else Be like what the fuck i hope so and we're gonna get pissed because we gotta wait god knows how long for the next season to start so lovecraft country still killing it one episode to go on to our final topic cuz we got to talk about this. We have to talk about this. Because my man's making moves. We have to talk about this. Let's talk about Bound for Glory 2020. Saturday night, October 24th, not this Saturday, but the following Saturday. Uh it's going to be uh it's going to be on fire,
1: dude. This is going to be a big fucking match. Now, Rohit, as you know, if you've been following him along with us, because we clearly follow him, since he's had the X Division Championship, he has managed to puppeteer the entire division. And recently, not this last Tuesday, but the prior Tuesday, oh, this is great. they had Rohit actually have a match against Jordan there yep, uh, out of nowhere. And first, Willie Mack came out, big old Willie Mack come out, and Rohit's like, no, nah, no, nah, you had your chance. And then Jordan comes out, actually pins him, and thinks she just won the X Division title. Well, it wasn't that simple because it technically I don't believe was a actual uh championship. Sure belt. wasn't. So sorry, you didn't win the belt. It uh, wasn't sanctioned. Um but fortunately we got set up with this uh six way, what do they call it? The sw- six the six uh the scramble. Six way scramble. Six way scramble for bound for glory and TJP, Rohit Raju, Jordan Grace, Willie Mack, uh, who am I forgetting, Chris, Chris Bay. Bay, and Trey. Trey Trey Miguel. Thank you. I always call him just Trey, but um, Trey Miguel are going to be fighting each other for the X Division That's gonna Championship. That's going to be nuts, dude. That's going to be nuts. These are all – all these wrestlers are amazing wrestlers. Yep. Jordan Grace, the, the Impact Women's Division, period – is the best in all professional wrestling right now, hands down. She is one of the top people in that card. She's an amazing wrestler. She's super charismatic. This is exciting to see her involved. It's exciting to see all these people involved. I cannot wait to see the spots in this match because it's going to be fucking chaos. And you're damn well right. I'll be probably getting this pay-per-view to watch it. Oh, hell yeah, I do. Pay-per-view
0: Saturday, October 24th. Uh, if you guys haven't seen it, over on the uh, Banter and Babel Facebook page, uh, Rohit actually had an interview in Sports Illustrated.
1: That that's, was the, the type that, of, that's, that's the type that's of noise right he's there. making, dude. That's, that's like, so like you can talk wrestling. Like you can say, yeah, Impact's a globally known. Like it's big in India. You know, wrestling's huge in the UK. Everybody knows Sports Illustrated. That's global. That's yeah. big time. He got an interview with Sports Illustrated. And it's an amazing interview, of course. Because that charismatic sob, the <laughs> mocha skin manimal, yes he is, put on a, a a great interview and and it's very exciting. Like you know, he he we a lot of us knew that he had this potential, but when you get people like Sports Illustrated giving you these kind of accolades, That's and helping lift you up. That, there you that go. That means
0: you've caught people. You're you're catching people's eyes. And I mean, anytime you see this dude grab a microphone, any of his fucking promos mm-hmm. are god tier. They're so good. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Wait, they do interviews. That I just get the swimsuit. I'm sure you do, Cuddles. He just, I just get the swimsuit. But no, it was really cool to see that Sports Illustrated tweet go out, and there he is celebrating That's the fucking, win. That's fucking like and
1: he has wild. Yeah,
0: he's making moves. I mean, he's doing a great job. He's making the most of this of this of this opportunity. He's shaking things up. He's got impact. You know, everyone wants to know what's going to go on. This this is a huge battle. There's so much talent on this roster for this battle.
1: Yeah. And, and like, it's, it's, it's funny because like with everything that he's been doing and controlling that actual division, like it's not a lot you can control when you're actually in the middle of the ring and you're competing to keep your championship. So, you know, like with everything going on right now, like this is, this is, this is a big fucking match. Like I'm hoping he keeps the belt. Don't get me wrong. I want the scumbag to keep that fucking belt, you know, but you know, he, uh, he's got, he, man, he's had a lot going on recently with him. It's very exciting. We appreciate when he gives us some of his time and clown with us and do the stuff that he's done for us. But the reality folks is like, you know, he's, he's been on at least one or two podcasts in the last week again. Yep. He said this SI, this SI interview, people are asking him for interviews. He's, I wish we should have pulled up the photo. I didn't think of it. Have you grabbed the photo? He's got, he is the X division champion. He is the Glory Pro Midwest champion. Yep, and he's also the AAW champion as well too. He's rock. So he's got belts. two belts in the Midwest area. AAWs mm-hmm. out of Chicago, and he's also got the X division championship. If you've not seen the picture of us showing on social media of him wearing rocking the three belts, Pretty it's dope. fucking epic. Yeah. You know, it's it's dope as shit to see. So, you know, there, he's got a lot of stuff going on. Um, we're very excited for him as always. And we're always going to promote him Wednesday nights. He usually would show up in the chat with us. But Wednesday nights is when he uh, is teaching at his school right now. So he's actually getting the little youngsters out there and uh, mama birding them with some uh, good wrestling knowledge. So it's harder for him to get here. But hopefully sometime soon we'll get him more involved with some stuff. We got some plans with him as well, too. Um, but you know, at the very least let's, uh, be there and, and yes, definitely Jake something. We're going to be talking to that boy soon.
0: I got to find a way. I got Jake.
1: Come on, baby. Let's go. Let's get uh, Let's get you on here. Um, but yeah, we're excited. Can't wait for the pay-per-view. Um, there was no great, uh, promo or there was nothing. I don't think he was on, uh, impact this last Tuesday, but man, he's been doing a lot of fun stuff with some of the, the, uh, the promos he's been doing on impact recently. So absolutely can't wait to see. So
0: yeah, good stuff. October 24th. It's I think it's 12.99. I think that's the price of the pay-per-view is 12.99.
1: Is it really that low? Cuz I thought I thought that was like 50. Uh I, I don't care
0: what it is. If you're buying it, I'll be over. So, we'll be getting drunk for that shit for sure. Yep. But that is going to do it for this week's episode of Banter and Babble. Again, 1-year anniversary. Thank you guys and girls so much. We appreciate you. You guys have been great your support has been fantastic it keeps us going remember next episode october 28th we will have we'll begin the playstation 5 giveaway contest we'll have the link and everything ready to go and uh like i said try not to share this on stuff like twitter uh, because there's a lot of bots on there, we don't want anything to uh we don't want any of that kind of shit, we just want to keep this in house. All we ask of you is to send over your friends and family that you think would enjoy this show that want to be a part of this community that want to be a part of the discussion because that's what motivates us that's what we love to end those are the people we like to entertain those are the people we like to interact with so again, from the bottom of our hearts from tone and I. We really, really, really appreciate your support. This last year has been fantastic, and we want to give back to the community. And we want to make sure it stays in house with you guys and girls.
1: Um, lastly, if you haven't yet, uh, join our Discord. If you wouldn't mind hitting that sweet, sweet button, or yeah, you got to do yeah, multiple yeah. buttons, yeah, yeah. Do, if you haven't joined buttons. our Discord and like to hang out in Discords, hang out with us all day. We'd like to hear from you suggestions on the shows. Or just bullshitting with us, uh, you know, hang out with King Cuddles all day. It's a good time sometimes. Jurassic, everybody, Cat, once in a while too, you know, Prime. You know, we appreciate all the support, but we do, you know, even though we're busy throughout work throughout the day, there's always somebody in there chit-chatting as well too. So, you know, that's uh, one that's one step forward to, uh, you know, uh, potentially getting in that giveaway as well too.
0: Absolutely. And
1: Cherry Squishy, thanks
0: again for that, uh, for that follow tonight. We really appreciate that support. We hope to see you in here uh, every week. I look forward to uh, having you being a part of the conversation, but uh, Tone, that's gonna that's gonna do it for tonight, buddy. I just opened up another beer, though. Well, I guess we'll just have to shotgun those. No. Maybe we can go to Taco Bell. Let's go to Taco Bell. Taco Bell. Go to Wendy's and get that pub burger.
1: Oh my god! You a pub get chicken, the chicken sandwich. Pub chicken.
0: If you guys have not gone to Wendy's and got the pub pretzel chicken sandwich. Exquisite. Yeah, don't get the burger, get the chicken. If it wasn't frowned upon, I'd fuck the thing. It's that good. It's awkward. It's really awkward. For That's Mr. Fanboy Tone, I'm the Dude79. See you next week. Banter and battle Plays will be playing Among Us.
1: Finally doing Among Us. Get in that Discord. Play with us Among Us next Wednesday. Either on PC
0: or on mobile. You can join us on mobile. We'll send out the specifics in the Discord. We'll have you ready to go among us next Wednesday night, and then we will see you back here October 28th. PlayStation 5 giveaway. Have a great night. Thanks a lot, everybody.
1: Appreciate you. (laughs)